Jesus, even as you came the first time, and as we celebrate that, think about that right now in this time of the year, Father, we thank you and praise you for coming, for descending to the earth, Lord God, to bring gifts, salvation, eternal life, truth, the principles of the kingdom of God to us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, as we await patiently your second coming, Lord God, you return as you return to the earth. So Lord, I pray that today you'd give us ears to to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to grasp the urgency of this hour. Lord, that we we will dig in to your word. We'll dig in to the truth. We will not flounder. We will not be led away with all kinds of winds of doctrine. Father, I pray that you'd instruct us in the ways of righteousness by the power of your Holy Spirit, for you said that you will never leave us or forsake us. So, Lord God, guide us now and give us your wisdom as we uh, present to you um, the topic that we have uh, you've put upon our heart today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, if you go back, you look in the Bible, people were looking for the Messiah. The Jewish people were looking for the Messiah, one that was going to be king, one that was going to rule you know, and there were all the prophecies from, you know, Isaiah and Jeremiah and other places about the one that was going to come. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and of course, when... But you know what? Can I say something? Mm-hmm. They were looking, looking, looking to the point where they stopped looking. They were just done. It had been so long. It had been 4,000 years and 400 years even. Hope yeah, deferred. Makes the heart sick and makes the... The head spin, but they they four hundred years they'd heard nothing from God, and then all of a yeah. sudden, you know, yeah, yeah. and with what we call the intertestamental period, four hundred years, where there was no r- real prophetic word from mm-hmm. the Lord, and then there were people coming around there during that four hundred years that were pretending to be Messiah. The they they yeah, were like the uh, upstart uh, military <laughs> rebel rebels that were trying to rise up and say, Hey, maybe this is the Messiah. Right. Because we want to throw the Romans, you know, at the time of Jesus birth, the Romans were there. And so they're looking for someone that's going right. to throw the Romans off our backs. Right. And you know, the thing is after you've called wolf wolf so many times, people just don't believe it. And that's the same with the second coming, which is what we're going to be talking about kind of today, p- paralleling the two. But the second coming is like, okay, yeah, we've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2,000 years ago, Paul was saying it was soon. And so, and, and so we just kind of like have in this literal, most critical time of eternal, of our, of our human existence on the planet, mm. we have turned our eyes towards foolish things and we've shut our ears and we're going to be completely overwhelmed unless God explains and ex- ex- uh, reveals himself to us again. But go ahead. What was that first coming? You know, when the... Angels came and um, well, yeah, brought them back into uh, reality. And it was interesting. Them back there, into there was an truth. anticipation for the Messiah, and you know, John gives it to us very powerfully. He says, "And the Word became John one fourteen, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth." Now, this is. <laughs> 
the Word, the Eternal Son, the Logos, the the one who is behind all creation through Christ, through Jesus, through the Son, all all things were created. And he became Jesus. He became the, the Son of God, became the Son of Man, so we could become the sons of God. Exactly. But he says, we beheld his glory. Well, most people didn't see his glory. No. Most people misinterpreted him, hated him. He was obscured, very totally. He was despised and rejected of men. For the most part, but John was among the, uh, he was the exception. He was one of the exceptions who said, you know, we see his glory. We see his beauty. We see his power. Yeah, well, the, the and there was also John the Baptist who was sent as a forerunner to announce mm-hmm. the coming of Jesus Christ, at least his his ministerial part. Um, and so, but that also was, a, you know, people caught wind of it, went out to the desert, saw what was going on. It was it, kind of like Jesus came in, descended into this earth under the radar. It was like nobody really caught on to it except a few handful, a handful of people who had been picked and chosen by God. And it's interesting, very cool, that the only big display was in Luke chapter angels, two. <laughs> I know the big display where the angels came. The angels, yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it says in verse eight, two, eight of Luke, now there were in the same country shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will, will be to all the people. Now this was, you know, after a while, when you've waited for good news for so long, listen, we're here now, we're right here, we're in the book of Revelations right now with Jesus coming again very soon. We're right here. But people have lost their their in- anticipation. They've lost their hope. They've lost their faith. And so the the angels had to do a. They talked to the shepherds. I'm I'm sure that the shepherds were stunned, astonished, and full of unbelief for a moment. And it says Luke chapter two verse seven. Here it says of Mary. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So. The Lord came, he slipped in, the Messiah, the Word Mm -hmm. of God, the eternal Son of God that was not created. He didn't become the Son of God when he was born as a baby. He's always been the Son of God. Mm -hmm. He's been the Word of God. Through everything was created through through him. him. Because God created everything through the Word, and Jesus is the Word. So that's how it all got created. And so this first coming, the the Lord just, God just sort of slips him in here. Right. But just the thing slips is, him in but, unnoticed, obscure. Mm-hmm. And for a reason, I believe. I believe that he was had to be obscured because Satan would have pounced on him immediately. Well, they tried to, was. you know, uh, right. Herod, you know, killed all the babies around Bethlehem under two but, uh, to try to wipe him out. But it says in 14, um, the angels came. This will be a sign to you. But the angel said, to be, do not be afraid. I bring you good tidings. Um, and unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Then he says, glory to God. In the, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Um, then So the angels came bursting forth with this glory to God in the highest. Um and then in verse, paralleling that with Revelations 19, just for a second, 19.1 says, this is Revelations, 
After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven. Okay, we have another great multitude saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again, they said, Hallelujah, and her smoke rises up forever. So we see the 24 elders, the the, the sitting on the thrones, all saying, Hallelujah, Amen. Um, the voice saying, Praise our God, you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. So we see another returning of the angels or an angel chorus, an angelic chorus, Hallelujah, praise God, um, victory, uh, overcoming is, yeah. Satan. This is a whole, you know. This is the parallel. This gap, is the bookends. The gap of 2,000 years or so mm-hmm. here where the angels are, you know, in a sense activated again or where they're, where they're seen again, even though mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. angels are always ministering well, to you know, those may who, I are say this, who that shall be the heirs of salvation. So what happens here is you, you have people of, the, of that generation who saw Jesus come as the infant and die on the cross, and they had the option to accept it or reject it. They were either prepared or not prepared, or they became prepared as they realized what was going on. So they well, had this to is embrace the same it. today. That's you know, exactly what I was going to say. Presented, yeah, there's no neutrality. Mm-hmm. There's no you know middle of the wait road. Wait and see. Thing. There's no wait Let's and see. Let's wait and see. Mm-hmm. You, Jesus said, "You're either with me or you're against me. In or out, gather, scatter. You're either all in or you're all out. There's right. no question about it. You know, and 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 about the coming of the Lord again. You know that. Um, First Thessalonians chapter four verse thirteen. You know, and but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep or those who have died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus, those who have died as believers. Yes, they're going to come with Him again. He says. For this I say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. So he's coming. That's the second coming, yes. That's the second coming. Will by no means precede those who are asleep, who have died. In other words, for the Lord, those who, we're not going to. Go up without them. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) So for the Lord himself will descend from heaven. Mm-hmm. With a shout, mm-hmm. with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. So there's a shout. There's a voice of an archangel. Uh, there's the, the trumpet, trumpet of, of God, God. Mm-hmm. and the dead in Christ will rise first. Those who have died as believers, you know, are so, going so to rise is, first. So this is a resurrection, but it's also a descending. Jesus is coming back, and when he comes back, he's basically going to pull out of the graves. Those who were dead, I mean, his power is going to resurrect them. Um, and then those of us who are alive on the earth, we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them uh, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Um, this is, and you, you want to read in Acts 1, 9, where it talks about as Jesus was going up into heaven. Um, right. This, this the same, what did he say? This in the same manner? The same Jesus mm-hmm. whom you see going into heaven will return in like manner as you have seen him go. So there's a ruckus happening as Jesus comes back the second time. People are being raised from the dead out of their graves. Uh, The people have fallen asleep. There is um, people who are being caught up. 
uh, we call that the rapture or the harpazo, um, a violent snatching away from the evil to come. Mm -hmm. And then what does he say in in Acts where he is ascending? Well, uh, I already said that. He says, men of this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, Mm -hmm. this is Acts 1.11, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. And then if we look to Revelation chapter 1, We'll turn to that, and um, if you have your Bibles with you while you're while you're while you're driving your car, I doubt if you can do that. Right. (laughs) Anyway, he says, um, "Oh, he said, boy, behold, he is coming with clouds." Verse seven. Verse seven. And Uh, every eye will see him. Every eye will see him, and they also who pierced him, and and all all the tribes tribes of the the earth earth will mourn because of him. Mm-hmm. Even so, amen. So here, here, think of this. You know, the Lord, you know, there's... He's coming again. There's, he's obvious. coming again, and, and there's, it, seems, it seems from the scriptures there's two phases of his coming. There's the catching up of those who believe, the raising of those who have, uh, have yeah. died, mm-hmm. uh, who have Those been, who are looking for his believers. appearing. Yes. He's coming for those that are looking for him. If you're not looking for him, he's not coming for you. Well, you so, won't see him. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, he's he's coming to the. He shall appear to those who. Uh, well, he's coming him. for his own. He's coming to get. He's us. coming for his own, and then he's coming with his own. Yeah. Uh, to to rule and reign. Well, it, it's on interesting. It's interesting too that um, I, where does it say? In, is it Zechariah where he says that um, he his foot will descend on the Mount of Olives and he will yeah. split the mountain. Yeah. And but see the thing is, so it actually appears that Jesus's second coming has two parts to it. To me, I mean, I'm not an expert yeah. on this, but so he's got to come and touch his foot down on the mountain. But there's also a place where he's coming uh, to snatch away his bride. When, and then when he gets her, in verse uh, in view of Revelation 19, 1, um, after these things I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, and we just read this, um, salvation and honor and glory and power to God. But then it says, and then um, he, he snatches the people away. Then we talk about the marriage supper of the Lamb in verse 7 of 19. Uh, Let us be glad and rejoice and give glory to for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Now, this idea of the marriage supper of the Lamb is really first talked about here. I mean, there are other prophetic words, I'm sure, that allude to it, and I don't know what they might all be. But So we're seeing that there's, a, there's, a, there's something going on in heaven. There's a purpose. Um, the people are being ca- gathered up, caught up, brought up to the place where they're going to have this marriage supper of the Lamb. The rapture is going to bring forth the guests, I guess you might say. Um, and so to her was granted to be arrayed in fine linen and brought and bright. For the linen, fine linen is the brightest, righteous acts of the saints. And then he said to me, blessed, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And so the, the fell down and worshiped him. And then in verse 11, he says, uh, 1911, then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. So that, and he was, so this cause sounds like it's coming after this, the marriage supper of the lamb. The marriage supper of the lamb, and and if you look back, you know when we you know, think of our weddings in our day, there's always usually a meal after a, a wedding and so forth. But back in this day, is like when um, there was a betrothal, and basically you were like married 
when you were engaged, you were it's the same as being married, even mm-hmm. though the marriage was not consummated. And it was usually after the betrothal. It was about a year, a year before uh, the uh, bridegroom would come to claim his bride. Mm-hmm. And and then they would went into the to the supper, the married supper right. of the Lamb. Right, and so people for from forever have done teachings and and research on the timing of all oh. of these events and when he's coming, when he's and what's going to happen. And is the marriage supper of the Lamb going to last seven years? Because usually it's a seven day affair. Uh, week is as a, a thousand. A, a week is as a, a day is as a thousand years. I don't know. I don't know what all that looks like, but I do know that he said after they're after they've eaten and and then it says then the heavens are open and behold a white horse came and he who sat upon him is called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war so it and sounds it, like the the faithful ones that have been supper. caught up to be with mm-hmm. the lord mm-hmm. are there at the marriage supper of the lamb we we celebrate. There's the there's that feasting union, and the joy and the rejoicing. The joy, the celebration, and this, then it's yeah. like, okay, let's go. Yes, yeah, like, let's 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 get back to the earth here. Let's get back to doing the judgment and get this thing over with. So he ran, his white steed ran, white horse. He sat upon him. His name was faithful and true because he's faithful to complete and he is the truth. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. So he's coming down to make war. His eyes are like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written on him in which no one knew except himself. So he was honored. He was he was leading the charge of these, and and he was clothed with a white robe, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The so Word this blood God. is the blood that he shed for the salvation. This is the blood that allows him to have the 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 honor, mm-hmm. uh, the privilege to mm-hmm. come and rescue now the rest of the people, to do business in the earth as Satan has tried to turn it upside down forever. And it all, it really it all goes back to the cross. If it wasn't for the cross mm-hmm. and the resurrection, this would not be the case. And it says, and the armies of heaven, that's, um, that's, li- that's plural. They, they were coming, joining him from every side, I would imagine, clothed in white linen, Fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. So, can you, you know, we've seen these pictures in the movies where you have the big, the big charge, they're leading this charge, the mighty, the hero, and, and the, from the sides coming in other armies to, to gather with him. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And, 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 and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So we see, and then they're inviting the birds to come and eat the bodies of these kings and mighty men. Um, and then we talk about, then we see the beasts being captured. Now this looks like it could be charging into the Battle of Armageddon. We don't know this for a fact, for you know, but it says they gathered together to make war against him, in and they Revelation sat on the horse, 16, yeah, yeah. In 19. And against his army, 16, so this is the beast 19. and the false prophet, and uh, those it says, and the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who works signs in his presence, by which listen to this, this is very troubling, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image, and the two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. So the thing is, these peop, these false, the false prophet. And the beast had deceived many. Mm-hmm. This is terrifying. 
This is where we're at right now. This is where we're at today. People are being sucked into the virtual worlds, the screens, the the pro- programming, the, the, the their iPhones, all of these. We just look at your life for a second and just stop what you're doing and say, and what I do and what I'm doing right now, is that profiting the kingdom of God? Is that profiting me? Is that just killing time, wasting, escaping? Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's so much dreary pain, bleak, sudden people dying quickly, uh, snatched away uh, unexpectedly, all kinds of things just surrounding. So all people, people want to do is, you know, eat, drink and be merry and, and avoid. But the thing is, Satan has got a plot in all of this to deceive, destroy, delude, uh, disillusion the people of God. And so we have to recognize me very clearly that there are some very powerful things that are going to happen in the very short, in the near future. And we don't want to miss them. We don't want to be uh, scraped off with the, the, the ones who pay no attention. We don't want to be lost in all of this shuffle. Let's see. Matthew twenty four twenty nine says after uh, immediately, he says, as lightning come verse 27, he says, you know, if there's if they're saying the Messiah is over here, the Messiah is over there, you know, we've got all these people that we look to. Yeah, you know, the human prophets. beings are looking yeah. to a savior. For they're a looking savior. for a a savior, a mm-hmm. politician, a leader, somehow, mm-hmm. and basically the you, they're being you, set you, up. You're, you're being set up mm-hmm. to look for this antichrist. antichrist. Yes. And yes. So he said, don't say that. Oh, he's here. Or he's in Washington, or he's in some other place. No. He says, when the Lord comes, as says uh, verse 27 of Matthew 24, for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also would be the coming of the Son of Man. In other words, it's going to be obvious, widespread. He says, and then he says, uh, verse 29, after, immediately after the tribulation of those days, now that, you know, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the earth will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Mm-hmm. And he shall he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven yeah. to the this other. This is kind of saying the same thing, except on the other side of that coin, you have, you know, it's going to be sudden, shocking, visible, apparent from the lightning from the east to the west, all that stuff. But on, at the same time, in Matthew 20, 30, 24, 36, he says, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven. And he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. For it was in the days of Noah before the flood. Mm-hmm. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not know. They did not know. They did not catch on. They didn't recognize until the flood came and took them all away when it was too late. That's when they began to know. And so it will be with the coming of the Son of Man. So it's going to be it's going to be shocking, but it's going to be very subtle at the same time. They're going to both, so people are going to miss it. You know, how can you miss Jesus Christ coming back? How can you miss many people being snatched out of the world all at the same time? Again, in addition to the days of Noah's, when you read in Genesis chapter 6, 
right there in at the days of Noah, the earth also was corrupt before God, mm-hmm. and the earth was filled with violence. Exactly. We have not seen so much violence. Bloodshed. I mean, the bloodshed. Not, is, it's, not it's, just it's violence. Been, it's been bloody all through human history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's it, there's, a, there's a, a violent spirit, you know, We've got mass shootings, violence, anger, rage. But, you know, that's the red horse riding. Really, yeah, it is. But the thing is, everywhere. it's vile, too. It's absolutely vile because it's not just violence. Sometimes violence is violence, you know. But the vile, perverted, sexually perverted atrocities that have been committed against children, against the Six unborn, seven. against the unseen, in, in places where these things, yeah, God sees violence. them all. He sees them all. And yeah. so, you know, with God, it's, 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 it's urgent, it's immediate, and the wrath of God is going to come down well, on this the, earth. Well, the, the point is that the, the earth overall has gotten to be so vile and so Corrupted. wicked. Mm-hmm. And it, when, you, when you look at it, ultimately, it's gonna this is why away. God says, Mm-hmm. You have there will have to be a new heaven yep. and oh, a new earth yep. in which righteousness dwells, because you know, this earth is full of the soil is absolutely saturated with the blood of the innocent, and, and the and the spirits of darkness are infesting everything. Everything, and, and you know, that's why the, the creation the, even groans. I mean, devil, even the animals and the trees uh, are groaning. Yeah, it's and, just so impossible to be here. And it's like something that you, that you have an article of clothing. Or, or a possession that you have, there, there's a time where you can renew it, you can restore it, but the, sometimes it gets to the point where it's no good anymore. <laughs> it's it's rotten. Holds. You gotta throw it away. The, the only thing you can do is get rid of it mm-hmm. and get something else to replace and it. And that's perhaps. what God is going to do: a new heaven and a new earth. And all these things we just we read about them, we read about them, and and or maybe we don't. Maybe we just ignore it. Maybe we're just not not even into God anymore. What? Maybe we don't care anymore. Maybe we're depressed. You know, attacked from inside, attacked from outside, afflicted, anxious, all these kinds of things. Anything to distract us. But he says in, in uh, 2442, watch therefore, for you do not know what hour the, the Lord is coming. But know this, if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed the house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for you, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. Well, I guess that's that would be right now. That's when that would be com- right now because do we expect him right that, now? That's when he's coming. Do I expect him right, th- right now? No, I don't. I really don't. Do you? We, I, we, so that's the hour he can come. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, that some, some people say the, the, the rapture, some people don't believe in the rapture. You get your. You get to choose whatever you want to choose. Doesn't matter. The rapture is going to happen if it's going to happen, and whether you love it or believe it or not. But anyway, so it, 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 at that point, the, there's there's going to be a sudden snatching away, and then it says in Second Thessalonians or First Thessalonians five, it says, uh, "Pray that you be uh, something from the wrath to come." Let me uh, from the here hold this. Lord, verse five. Um, Would you be kind of worthy to chapter us? five, verse nine, for the for the Lord God. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So pray. We're not appointed to this wrath. This isn't what God has in mind for his children. You know, God knows how to rescue his children. He knows how to mark us with the mark that the enemy can't get us. But we have to be, be, don't you want to? I guess we just have to tell you what to do. Don't you want to be ready? Don't you want to be faithful? Don't you want to be watching? Don't you want to be aware 
of what's going on? Do you want to be seduced? Do you want to be deceived? Do you want to be busy doing the most stupid, ridiculous, non-important things in your in your world? Or do you want to be busy about the Lord's business? What do you want to do? How do you want to spend your life? People don't know when they're going to die. I have. I was thinking to the Lord yesterday. Every day, I think if I would pay attention, as every day or at least every two days, we hear of someone that we know that's died. Mm-hmm. You know, that's happening. And and I think in some ways it's God's mercy to take people away from the wrath to come. And they're not all old people either. No, not at you all. Know, you know, and he said, he said in Matthew 24, 45, who is then, who then is a, a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom yes. his master, when he comes, finds so doing. Mm-hmm. In other words, we want to be caught when the Lord comes, we want to be caught in the act of serving him. Amen. Being faithful. Being faithful. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all, over all his goods. Verse 48 of Matthew 24. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming. Are we living in the light of his delay or in the shadow of his del- uh, in the light of his coming or in the shadow of his delay? Mm-hmm. And to be begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. In other words, it's just where you're not looking for. Then the master of that servant will come in a day where he is not looking for him and an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites and there shall be weeping so, and gnashing of teeth. So the thing is, we he's coming. every moment, I remember when I first came to know the Lord and we heard... Uh, you know, the Lord is coming in the clouds, and I'd look up in a mm-hmm. beautiful summer day, see one of those puffy clouds in the, with the blue sky background, and think, oh, is that the Lord there? Maybe he's coming there. And you might think, well, that's kind of silly, isn't it? No. It's you real. Know, that's lo- that's being aware. At, uh, being aware that he is coming. It's being anchored in the truth. And going back to First Thessalonians 5, 9, he says, I'm going to read this again and a little further down. He says, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other with other and edify one another, just as you are doing. And then he says, now I urge you to recognize those who labor among you and are over you and admonish you to esteem them very highly for their work's sake. But then he goes on to verse 16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything gives, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from evil, every form of evil. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful who will also do it. Now, there you have it. The the whole thing is God is faithful to work in us both the will and do of his good pleasure as we yield to him, as we allow him to do that. And so you can be blameless. You don't have to be terrified at the coming of the Lord. Actually, the coming of the Lord should be like the thing we look forward to the most in our lives. Mm-hmm. His, re, you know, being joined with him, whether in your personal death or in a big grand finale, you know, resurrection, rapture, 
whatever it is. We just praise you, Lord, and we thank you, Father God, for stirring up our pure minds by way of remembrance that we will consider these days that we are living in, that we'll not throw away our life, that we'll not cast away our hope, that we'll not give up rejoicing and being thankful, that we'll not look somewhere else. We will keep our eyes on you. We'll get back into the book. We'll read what you're saying. God, draw your people back into the book, the remnant, back into the fullness of the revelation of who you are, that we may live our lives intensely and intentionally. God, that we will not waste our time and that we will not be deceived and that the enemy who attacks constantly to try to distract and deceive and interrupt and disrupt and and persuade us to go a different way, that he will be removed, Father, that he will be shut down and cut off and we will go clearly. We'll see at the end of the journey and we'll, you know, sometimes when we're on a journey, you finally see your destination is up just up the road, another two miles. It gives you new grace and hope and strength to go and let us see that and move forward in the grace and power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, yes. And Lord, thank you that you came, you came, you lived, you lived perfectly, you died on the cross, you rose again, you're ascended to the right hand of the Father and you are returning. As sure, surely as you came the first time, you're coming again. And Lord, we, we love your appearing. You're coming for those who love your appearing. And like the Apostle John said at the end of Revelation, even so come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Check us out at liferecovery.com. There are many good things, ideas, word, uh, instructions, teachings, manuals, a case for righteousness, setting captives free, uh, a case for healing, great books, great gifts, great opportunities to read and be encouraged in God. Again, God bless you and talk to you soon. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.